have you back, amen. And uh, I have to tell you, Pastor Alex, that Brother Bird song uh, let me know that when you folks are out there, he was not going to try to steal you away to Oregon in any way, shape, or form. And uh, that was when I had the hitman next to him with the gun in his side, amen. And uh, <laughs> amen, Pastor Alex and Heidi were able to be a blessing uh, to the Bird songs when they were out there. But uh, and I do appreciate Brother Birdsong just letting them know, hey, don't worry, they're on vacation, I'm not recruiting, amen, and uh, praise the Lord. Well, last week in our message in Psalms, out of Psalm uh, 66, verse 16, we looked at uh, declaring divine doings. You remember that verse? I know you do. And if you don't, I'll read it to you. Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He hath done for my soul. And we talked about last week, uh, just mentioned that, hey, He saved me. Amen? That's worth declaring. Amen? Not only did He save me and save you, He sanctified us, didn't He? At that very moment, He set us apart. He sealed us with the Holy Spirit. He secured us. We're eternally secure. He supports us. Thank God for that. Amen? You can go to Him in prayer. Know He listens. He answers according to His will. Hey, I said this, and you may not appreciate this as much, but I sure do. He spanks us. That just proves we're His children. Amen? He spanks His own. And then one day, He's going to come snatch us. He's going to come and grab us out of this world before that awful tribulation period. Here in Psalm 72, we're going to look at it here. I was thinking about this phrase that we're going to look at there in verse 6, he shall come down like rain upon the mown grass. I, I, thought, I think of how blessed I have been. I'm just 51, and I know that's not old. If you're a teenager, that's really old. And if you're uh, 80, that's really young. Amen. And so I'm glad to be somewhere in the middle there uh, between old and young. I got my mom uh, a birthday card years ago, and uh, it said, you have finally reached the perfect age. And you opened it up, and it said, somewhere between younger than springtime and older than dirt. Amen. And uh, I think that's probably correct. I got one for my dad. I think it was right around the same time. It said, when you were born, uh, everyone jumped up and down for joy. And then you opened it up and it said, of course, the earth's crust was really hot back then. Amen. And, uh, but oh, I think about the, the places that I have been able to go. And the things, I, I was just thinking about places uh, that I've been able to, to go and to visit. You know, years ago, my wife and I went to uh, Rodanth, North Carolina. You say, what? Where's Rodanth, North Carolina? That's what's called the Outer Banks. And it's so beautiful there. It is just right right on the outside of North Carolina. I always joke, I say, it's where hurricane takes right turns. Amen. They go out to sea uh, right about there. And uh, I remember just, Brother Jim, just soaking in the, the, the sunsets and, and just being you know, thinking about that. And, and then other places, I, I remember years ago, my wife and I were preaching in California and we drove the Pacific Coast Highway. Anybody else ever drive the Pacific Coast Highway? Just beautiful, Miss Barb, those giant redwood trees. We stopped at a place for lunch and, and uh, had an extremely expensive sandwich. It was really the view that we paid for, amen. 
Uh, but I was just, just looking, thinking about the blessing there. And of course, my wife and I have been to Hawaii. I remember that, that last night that we stayed on Kauai. And we, we tried to go as far west as we could on the island. And then taking the sunset, Brother Hutchins, on that western. And you know, those of you that have been out that way, it looks like the sun, almost like you could reach out and touch it. It's so huge and, and uh, just, just enjoying that. I think about uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Brother Jeff, you know, you just came up 77 and just how beautiful they are. And I, I think about all these things and, you know, and I, the, been to Arizona and, and all that. I think about all these visits to the south. Amen. And uh, I know, praise God, we have some of our snowbirds back. But I've only always lived in the north. Anybody else with me on that? Only lived in the north, amen. And uh, I was thinking about, and by the way, I appreciate, I appreciate the south. I mean, we've been to the mousetrap in Florida many times, and it's nice to go there in January or February, amen, and visit. But one of the things I love about the north is the distinct seasons that we enjoy. Uh, we were just talking about it today. Brother Stark and I were, he said, in, in it, he said uh, I love being on the door on days like today when it's just so nice, so green. And you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, a couple months ago, there wasn't anything on any tree. And there was piles of snow. And I, I think about the, the seasons. I, I love most the observable and obvious change of the seasons. We begin... Uh, each year with the, the rebirth and promise of spring. Again, everything is reborn. We could say it this way, those of us that know the Lord, come spring, everything raises from the dead. Just like our Savior. That's why I love the lily. Always reminds us of that. Amen. Raise. But then uh, from spring, you have, you have the, 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 the warmth and the bounty of summer. You know, you know uh, those of you that know your, your farmer terminology, uh, the corn, knee-high by the 4th of July, right? And then pretty soon it's going to be high enough to harvest. And then, of course, you have uh, fall. You have the, the beauty and the coolness of autumn when, when, when the trees are aflame. And by the way, it's amazing because the truth is when they're at their most beautiful is really when they're dying. They're getting ready for, a, as the poet said, a long winter's nap. And then we have the, the, the coldness and the harshness of winter. I, and I am one of those ones I, I know I shouldn't be. I, I hate what it does to our attendance, but I love winter. I really do. I love winter. By the way, part of me as a pastor loves winter because everybody has to wear clothes. Why I don't like summer as much, amen? But I think about those seasons, and, and I'm going to come back to that in regards to this, this passage here. If you look at Psalm 72, we're told that this is a psalm for Solomon. And the last verse tells us, really, that it's a prayer for Solomon. And if you know your psalms, you know that it, the psalms are divided into books and this is the end of the second book, this psalm right here, Psalm 72. And, 
it's, it's just such a blessed psalm when you think about it. If you notice just a few things by way of introduction, uh, we notice it's all about the king and the kingdom. Not only Solomon's king as king and kingdom, but also Christ as king and kingdom. And you see in verses 1 through 5, you see righteousness. Look at verse number 2 if you want just a, what I call a, a highlight verse there. Uh, you see, He shall judge thy people with what? Righteousness. Verse 3, The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by what? And, and uh, David obviously is praying here, uh, uh, give Solomon that righteous rule. But he's also letting us know, ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus Christ, as he's called in Malachi, the son of righteousness comes, he is going to rule and reign in righteousness. You know, I just this week penning uh, devotions for my boys and talking about righteousness. You know what righteousness is? Righteousness is right living based on right thinking. It really has to do with what you think of God. Righteousness. Oh, when Jesus Christ comes, He's going to rule and reign in righteousness. We read in uh, Revelation chapter 19, He's going to rule, ladies and gentlemen, with a rod of iron. There's, there, forgive me, there's not going to be any liquor stores during the millennial kingdom. There's not going to be any pornography shops, amen. There's not going to be any drug dealers, amen. He's going to rule and reign in righteousness. So we see righteousness. We see His reign in verses 6 through 11, if you look particularly at verse number 8. He shall have dominion. Dominion. Also from sea to sea and from river unto the ends of the earth. His reign is going to be over all the earth. Solomon's reign was known over all the known world. Jesus Christ's reign is going to be from the ends of the earth. His reign, His righteousness. How about Him, verses 12 through 15, as a ruler? What kind of ruler is He going to be? He shall deliver the needy. When he crieth, the poor also that hath no helper, he shall spare the poor and needy, save the souls of the needy, he shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence. Precious shall be their blood in his sight, and he shall live, and to him shall be given the gold of sheep. What, what, is, what is he going to be like as a ruler? He's going to be the just and righteous ruler. He's not going to be somebody that can be bribed or cajoled, amen. He's going to do what is just and right. What a blessing that is. In a world where there's so much corruption in high places, there won't be any then. To God be the glory. Righteousness, reign, ruler. How about His riches? Verses 15 and 16. <clears throat> and He shall live, and to Him shall be given the gold of Sheba. There shall, and it's verse 16 says, There shall be a handful of corn upon the earth, the top of the mountains, the fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they, uh, they of the city shall flourish. There'll be, be a time of great riches. But then, I love this also in verses 17 through 19, we see his respect or his reverence. His name shall endure forever. Verse 18, blessed be the Lord God of Israel who only doeth wonders. Verse 19, and blessed be His glorious name forever. How wonderful. 
What a day that's going to be. Look back at verse number 6, and this verse describes the righteous rule and reign of Christ. It says there, it will be, He shall come down like rain upon the mowed grass as showers that water the earth. Again, as I think about living in the north, I think about rain. Rain. Now, praise God, we're not like Seattle, where they lay outside and get rain tans. Amen? It's just awful. Well, but I mean, the other, the other day, it, it was a, a, kind of a sad day. Uh, Pastor Alex and Miss Heidi and, and Brother and Sister Hutchins had, that, had your camp out, and it was raining. I was, I was sitting in the home, I was working on this message, and Brother Stark, I was listening to that rain hitting the leaves. Just, I don't know about you, I love to listen to a, to a rain shower. I, I really do. I, I actually, I'm one of those weirdos, like I love the, the lightning and, and the thunder and all that. Like I'll sit outside under the porch and watch it, Brother Jim, amen. Like some people are like inside, our dog jumps up on the bed. You know, at least some of you probably do that, amen, you duck and cover there. But I, I think about even, listen, in spring, what is it that causes all the green? Sunshine, there's sunshine for sure, but we have sunshine in winter. It's rain. And when the crops begin to dry out a little bit, what do they need? Rain. And then come fall. We have that, that colder rain. It's like rain. And even in winter, we can have some rain. I want to look today, if we could, at some things in the Scriptures that are like rain. And then to observe some lessons from rain that we can look at from the Scriptures today. I, I, this is what we call a topical message topical message. So let's do this. Go with me to 1 Kings chapter number 18. And I've got three points and then I've got uh, five or six applications. And then I forgot to mention, we'll go eat afterwards. Amen. We've got all that food downstairs. Remember, uh, we're having fellowship afterwards. So please uh, stick around for a little bit if you can. I like this. 1 Kings chapter 18, we had the great battle on Mount Carmel, which wasn't much of a battle, amen, and uh, uh, Elijah defeats the false prophets. He, they couldn't do anything, but he called down fire. By the way, he called down fire because God is God, amen, and Baal is not. And so, after that, he says in chapter 18, verse 41, remember what had happened, there had been a famine for three and a half years. And you remember why. Uh, Ahab said to, to Elijah, he said, are you the one who's troubling Israel right now? Are you the one causing this famine? I love what Elijah said. He said, no, it's you and your wicked family and your wicked wife and your wicked household. That's the reason why God is holding back the rain. But God, if we could say it this way in 1 Kings 18, shows up and shows off and shows who He really is. 
And the people said, the Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. And that brings us to where we are right here in verse 41. It says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of what? Rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and he put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the what, church? Rain stop thee not. He said, Tell him to get going because he's going to get stuck in the mud from the so much rain that we're going to get. Now remember, it hadn't rained for three and a half years. Verse 45, And it came to pass... In the meanwhile, boy, there's a sermon right there, that little phrase, in the meanwhile. That the heaven was black with clouds and the wind, and there was a great what? And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. What do you see here that's like rain, Pastor? I see God's blessing. God's blessing is like rain. God's ble- and really, in this sense, we could, we could look at this and we could say revival. Revival. When revival comes into our life personally, when revival comes into our life as a family, when revival comes into a local church, it, it, it comes with God's blessing and it is like rain. In our lives. I want you to hold your place there in Kings. Go to the little book of Hosea. Now we're going to see who knows their Bible. Amen. To see if I hear pages still turning. Amen. Well, no. You don't know where Hosea is. Amen. Find those major prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. And then you'll find the book of Hosea. Amen. In the minor prophets. Book of Hosea, chapter 10. What a verse this is. Really tells us how to have revival in this verse. It says, Sow to yourselves righteousness. Sow to yourselves righteousness. You know what that means? Do right. Do right. Do right, Bob Jones Sr. used to say. Do right though the stars fall. Do right. Then he says, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and what? Rain righteousness upon you. You know what happened in, back there in 1 Kings chapter 18? God and Elijah took care of the sin problem in the land. Remember what he did? Before he called down fire, he repaired the altar. 
that had come and dis- Hey, listen, I want to tell you something. You want to see God's blessing in your life? You want to see revival in your own life? Repair the altar of your life. And I'm not talking about this one. By the way, though, this is a good place to make sure that you're familiar with in your local church. The altar. A place where you can publicly make decisions for God. But I'm talking about that private altar of your time with God, your prayer time with God, your Bible time with God. Amen. That private altar time, confession of sin, all that. You, you do that and you watch. God will rain down in your life. God will pour out the gentle rain in your life. So, number one. What's like rain? God's blessing is like rain. Number two, and we'll be in this verse a lot. You'll want to hold your place here. Isaiah chapter 55. We'll be coming back to this over and over in the applications. God's blessing or revival is like rain. It's like rain on mown grass. Isaiah chapter 55. Are we there? Say amen. Are you almost there? Say, oh me. Or if you don't have a Bible in your lap, say, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Appreciate Brother DeLong this morning said, Pastor, I like the fact that you, or no, sorry, sorry, it was Brother Cody. Brother Cody said, I like the fact that you say, here's the verse. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. Isaiah 55, look at verse number, well, we know verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the what? Rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be. That goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Number one, what's like rain? God's blessing. Number two, what's like rain? God's word. God's word is like rain. By the way, I love that, Miss Barb, thinking about the translation of the word of God. and You know what every part of this earth needs? It needs rain. Every bit of it needs rain. Every bit of this earth needs the Word of God. Every church. Listen, I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely feel sorry for churches that do not exalt the Word of God. That has nothing to do with the preacher and everything to do with the book. But the truth is, the preacher has a big part in that. I, I'm, I'm all for singing. I really am. I love to sing. Uh, I think the Schwen family tonight, thank you for that singing. I remember when I was at Midwestern Baptist College, Mrs. Malone, Brother Jim, loved to sing. And she led our choir, and she directed the special music. And I mean to tell you, the song service at Emmanuel would take 40 to 45 minutes. Dr. Malone used to say, Joyce, give me time to preach. Joyce, give me time to preach. But Dr. Malone had a hard, fast rule. If the song service went 41 minutes, Dr. Malone went 42 minutes with the preaching of the Word of God. It made for some long services, but we enjoyed them, amen? 
Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this world needs the reign of the Word of God. And so do we. Every, every day, really, in our lives. But you think about, we, four times a week, there's rain showers here for you. Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. The Word of God is like rain. The blessing of God is like rain. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 7, and then we're going to get into the applications. Just a real simple message tonight. Matthew chapter 7. You know these verses. I know you know these verses. Matthew chapter 7. One more thing we look at in the Bible that is like rain. And I'm sure there are more, by the way. It's not an exhaustive message, but some things I think we could look at. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, please. Matthew 7, 24. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. We know this story, don't we? We know this parable of these, these two builders, right? These two builders that are going to build. One's going to build on the rock. He's wise. That's the one who knows what, hears what the Word of God says and does what the Word of God says. Then we have the foolish one who builds his house upon the sand. He knows what the Word of God says and he does not do what the Word of God says. It's very simple, amen? It's really simple enough that a child could understand it. But there's something that happens to both of these builders. It says there in verse 25, and the what? The rain descended. Well, then if you look down at verse 26, it says, Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall. You say, well, what is this that's like rain, Pastor? Not only God's blessings, and not only God's words, but God's trials are like rain. You know, one raindrop doesn't accomplish very much. But you put a bunch of it together, and I think we've all seen flooding. When a, when a river overflows its banks. Why does it do that? Because of rain. Rain. So these trials come to the person who knows the Word of God and does the Word of God, and they also come into the life of those that know the Word of God and don't do the Word of God. And the illustration that is used is those trials are like rain. So let's... Look, if we can, at some lessons from rain. We'll go, we'll go over our Bibles tonight, and, and again, uh, keep your place there in Isaiah 55. We'll be there several times. But go with me, first of all, several applications here. James chapter 5, verse 7. James chapter 5, verse 7. New Testament. Right after the book of Hebrews is the book of James, right before 1 Peter. James chapter 5, verse number 7. First of all, I want to say this about rain. Number one, rain is necessary. 
Rain is necessary. We have to have it. We have to have it. And I want to apply these to what we've talked about. Listen, we have to have God's blessing. We have to have God's word. I hate to tell you this, but if you want to be a strong Christian, you're going to have to have God's trials too. That is part of growing and maturing. And again, I don't like trials any more than you do. I think about right now in our lives, I do not like the fact that my wife has cancer in her body. I don't like it at all. But I do realize that God does all things well. And all things work together for good to them that love God. And so God has purpose in trials, amen? And so uh, rain is necessary. Look at James 5, 7. Here's what it says. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. It said, he said, the Lord is going to come, amen? He said He's going to come. And then He gives the illustration. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive what? The early and the latter rain. What does that tell That tells me that rain is necessary. They need it for crops. Got to have rain. Got to have rain. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. You may not, and again, I've mentioned times where we're on vacation. I remember my wife and I were on our 25th anniversary, and we were, we were down at Disney, and Miss Margie, oh my goodness, it was a gully washer. And we were caught. It was, it was ridiculous. Brother Jim, we put on those little stupid parkas, you know. You know, I don't always appreciate the rain. You gotta have the umbrella, you know, you gotta walk and you gotta make sure you don't you don't you know walk like this or you get water all over your pants and all that. You know, I don't always appreciate the rain, but I promise you this God has deemed that rain is necessary than it is. We need it. We need rain. Secondly, not only is rain necessary, you're in James. Go back to James 1. And then we'll look at Isaiah 55 as well. Matter of fact, I think I'll, I'll just read out of Isaiah chapter 55 there. And uh, we'll look at James chapter 1. In Isaiah 55, the verses we read there about rain, it says, uh, verse 10, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. So not only, number one, rain is necessary. Secondly, rain comes from above. Do you understand what I mean by that? I'm not just talking about gravity. Rain comes from God. You, you tell you, you have to educate yourself far beyond your intelligence to not look around at creation and not see God in it. You look at what rain does, and we'll talk about that, but rain 
comes from God. Blessing comes from God. Revival comes from God. God's Word comes from God. Trials come from God. Like rain. Rain comes from above. How about this? This one's really interesting. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11. We're bouncing around quite a bit tonight. Deuteronomy chapter number 11. Look at verse number 13 of Deuteronomy chapter 11. Are we there? Say amen. All right. It says, And it shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commands, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Remember, that's the first and great commandment, isn't it? That I will give you the rain of your land in His due season. The first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil. See, what do you see here, Pastor? There's a, another verse in Psalm chapter 147, verse 8. It kind of goes along with this. And it says there, it says, uh, verse 7 says, Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountain. You say, what is this? Rain is necessary, number one. Rain comes from above, number two. Rain is a gift from God. Rain is a gift from God. He, he told Israel, he said, he said, you know what? I'm going to give you rain for those crops that you need. You know, living in America, I, I just think that we don't think about these things nearly as much. Even though we live in the Midwest, which is the heart of farmland and all that, I just think we don't think about these. Uh, you know, there, there's far too many people that, that have no idea how food ends up on the shelf at Meyer. <laughs> just, they just bring it from the back and it appears. <laughs> no, it's grown. And it takes rain. And God says to Israel, He says, by the way, I love the fact, Brother Hutchins, that He says, listen, if, if you'll just put me first and love me with all your heart, I'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. Hey, they couldn't make it rain, but God could. By the way, you ought to remember that right here. You just... Listen, you just love me and serve me and obey me, and I'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. Right. Rain is a gift from God. Rain comes from above. Rain is necessary. Hey, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I've quoted this verse many, many times. Even with particularly what my wife is going through right now. This verse has been a blessing to us and I hope a blessing to others through us. 
He says in verse 45 of Matthew chapter 5, it says, That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. What do you see here, Pastor? Rain comes to all. By the way, that's how good God is. He even gives the unjust rain. He lets the evil enjoy His Son for a time. If you're here and you're, you're going through a, a trial, remember this. Listen to me. Everybody has trials. I think about those that, that have great wealth and have a sick child. And Brother DeLong, they would give all of that wealth to have that child well. Trials. They're like rain. It rains on all. I like this one. Second Chronicles chapter 6. Just a few more here. Second Chronicles chapter 6. This is some great verses right here. Second Chronicles 6, Old Testament. You got the one, the one in a tua, as uh, old uh, what's his name used to say, Lawrence Welk. A one in a tua, one in a tua, Samuel, and a one in a tua, Kings, and a one in a tua, Chronicles. Look at verse chapter six of Second Chronicles, in verses twenty six and twenty seven. What great verses! Hey, think about this in your own life, especially in regards to blessing and revival. When the heaven is shut up and there is no what? Because they have sinned against thee. Yet, oh, I love God's yets. If they pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou dost afflict them, then... Hear thou from heaven, forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel, when thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk, and send upon thy land which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. What do you see here about rain, Pastor? Rain revives the dying, the dry and dying. Rain. Rain revives the... Why was, it, why was it dry and dying? Because of sin. But he says, if, if you'll confess... Can I give you the New Testament to that? The New Testament verse? If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if I could add, I don't add to the Word of God, but Miss Kathy, to send the rain that we need 
to take care of our dry souls. To take care of our dying spiritual life. Rain revives the dry and the dying. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. God's blessing can do that. God's Word can do that. God's trials can do that in your life. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Go back there with me. I like this. A couple more points here. Rain is necessary. Rain comes from above. Rain is a gift from God. Rain comes to all. Rain revives the dry and the dying. Rain does its work. Verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. Rain does a work. Incredible. Scientists, you, you can study that for your, the, your entire life, how rain hits the ground, what happens to the grass, what happens to the crops, what happens to the... It, it's absolutely astounding. But here's what we know. Rain has a job to do, and it does it. You know, God, God wants us to be revived. God wants to bless us. He really does. God wants us to be blessed through His Word. He has given us His Word. I think of the decisions that I have made in my life where, forgive me ladies and gentlemen, I stepped out in faith and trusted God and watched God bless. Miss Judy, though, I did it with about that much more faith than my unbelief. Because that's just the way we are. But God's Word accomplishes its purpose. Listen to me, Christian. God's trials will accomplish their purpose if you will let them. Sometimes people just say, you know, I just want to get through this trial. That is a waste of a trial. That's a waste. I just want to get through this. That's, and I Listen, I've been there myself where you just you can't see the forest for the trees and the, the trial is just so overwhelming in your life. Instead saying, God, I know this trial is like rain. It will accomplish what you purpose. Help me to resign myself that you have purpose in this trial and show me what I need to learn through this trial and all God's people said and then lastly I shouldn't say lastly I've got one more but it's a an, it's an, uh, simple one uh, rain does its work how about this one rain has benefits rain has benefits right what does it do it waters the earth it makes it bring forth and bud again springtime Everything's budding. 
you poor people with allergies. God bless you. I mean, literally, you sneeze. God bless you. Amen. Everything's budding. Why? Rain. The early rain, as it's called. Watereth the earth, maketh bring forth and bud, according to verse 10 here. It gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Rain has benefits. Oh, the benefits in your life from the reign of revival. The benefits in a family's life. The benefits in a church's life of revival. You know, I think old Patch the Pirate just passed away. I want to tell you something. That was a man, Brother Jim, who was blessed. He had the blessing of God on his life. He went through great trials. I don't know about anybody that wants to lose their eye. They lost a son. Suicide. Precious couple. Oh, how God blessed all around him. And how many of our kids have heard Patch the Pirate CDs? Generations of children have taken the character lessons from that, shaped their lives. That's a lot of benefits right there. Hey, it goes without saying that with the Word of God comes benefits. You just think about what it is to be saved. Why are we saved? Because of the Word of God. Why are we in church tonight? Why, why have we been kept from horrible decisions because of the benefits of the Word of God? And again, trials. Trials have benefits. It's hard to see them when you're going through the trial. I know that. I'm telling you though, ladies and gentlemen, Bible, we, we talked about last week the chastening of the Lord in Hebrews chapter uh, uh, 12, and I think it's verse 11 where it says that it talks about him that is exercised thereby. It profiteth him that is exercised thereby. If you will let God have his way in the trial, there will be benefits to it. God will use you in somebody else's life who goes through a similar trial. So, rain has benefits. And lastly, and, and I know you know this, and rain can be an instrument of judgment. Remember what God told Noah? Build an ark. Why? It's going to rain. Rain can be an instrument of judgment. We see it there in Matthew chapter 7, verse 27 about the foolish man who doesn't do what the Word of God says. And God says, I'm going to bring this rain in, and it's going to be a judgment unto you. Ladies and gentlemen, God's blessing, God's Word, and God's trials, which are all just like rain, can be used to teach us these lessons in our Christian life. Like rain tonight. God's blessing, God's word, God's trials. Let's let God have his way. Amen.
Let's, let's seek revival. Let's, let's put God first in our life. Let's make sure we're spending time in God's Word. And let's take those trials, as the song says, as from a father's hand. That's the song we sung just before we came up here. Day by day, as from a father's hand. Father, we love you. Thank you.